Miller, and Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning. Welcome to Miller and Condon on part two of a Cyhawk week. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Women last night, men go tonight. We will talk about that uh, coming up here a lot, obviously. Recapping last night, previewing tonight. Here's the BMW Des Moines guest list. Looks like this. Wade Looking Bill will join us at the bottom of the hour to talk about uh, tonight's game uh, from an Iowa perspective. Heck, from a basketball perspective. Wade Looking Bill will join us coming up here at 11.30. We will do an NFL segment to kick off our number two. Promise the Packer fans we get to you. We'll do Dave Sinekin, who covers them from zonecoverage.com. Nick Athen on the Chiefs. David Kaplan who had to postpone yesterday. Uh, He's with us today. Lots of Chicago sports news, and we'll cover it with Cappy coming up here at 1230. Centurion Stone of Central Iowa sponsors that bit. Uh, Trent's plays of the day before we get out of here, just before one as well. So round one of the hoops, the women, uh, goes to Iowa last night. A pretty entertaining basketball game. My biggest takeaway from watching it last night was the Iowa State team. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, It really was. Yeah. They've got some players, uh, Fenley does, some freshmen, that are going to be an impact before they're out of here. There's no doubt about it. And when you look at what this team is and what they could be with Emily Ryan. Yeah, a whole different, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's a team that is competing certainly in the top half of the Big 12 Mm -hmm. and maybe even fighting for a top four seed in the NCAA tournament. We'll see if there's any chance of a return. Very very cryptic. It is. Hard yeah. to get nope. anything definitive mm-hmm. on that front. And I don't know if we'll get anything definitive. But that aside, those freshmen with... I, I understand Audie Crooks, local girl, right? Did you think she would be as as much of an impact player? But she was 1A, right? Yeah, yeah. She played small school basketball. Played small, so she dominated. Yeah, small. I mean, she's playing a 5'8 post girl from right. Postville. Right. Um they don't have those in the Big 12. No, and the, the water's about to get a little bit deeper, but I thought she was terrific. I, Addie Brown was fantastic. I did not her. think that it would translate this, this quickly, quickly, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, you see at times, she struggles catching her lungs, yeah, right? Yep. And that is going to be something mm-hmm. that body needs to be retooled mm-hmm. to be able to compete and to play 30, 32, 35 minutes, 30 a minutes a game. Yeah. For sure. She was 25 last night. And that is something that is going to be a conversation uh-huh. piece with her. However, in terms of just raw talent, the soft hands, the ability mm-hmm. to knock down shots, mm-hmm. and using that side and that ability at six foot three to get position, and once she drop steps, if she's got position, there is it's nothing, over. Yeah, it's there, over. There is nothing mm-hmm. that you can nope. do with the strength that she has. She was impressive, but I know she's going to get a lot of the pub because she's just different, right? Yeah. She's a different mm-hmm. type of player, right. fun to watch. Yep. But the rest freshman is not her. Who do you like? Do you like? It's Addie it's, Brown. It's Addie Brown. You know who else I like is Bristow. Who yes. struggled to shoot, but I loved her athleticism. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Brown's a star. Yeah, Brown's going to be a star. I think she is. And she's having to handle a little bit more of kind of the facilitating mm-hmm. part of the game without Ryan out there. But she is incredibly talented. Oh, yep. she's a McDonald's All-American. I mean, well, I didn't know that. Yeah. Is she really? Yeah. Jesus. She was more highly regarded coming in than anybody else in that class. Yeah. And you can see it. Yeah. She is an absolute stud. Mm-hmm. She is so, so good. Yep. I, I was with you. My takeaway, Fenley dictated the style. Yeah. Did exactly what you needed to do to hang around in that game. Yep. And... The other side, Iowa. Do you know the largest lead for Iowa State in this game? Well, one or two. It was two. Yeah. 
Because every time they'd get a lead, mm-hmm. Iowa did respond. They did, very quickly. Yep. And to do that in an environment like it was last mm-hmm. night, that does say mm-hmm. something. In a game where Iowa didn't play well, kind of like the first K-State game, where the okay. Hawkeyes just yep. didn't play well, to find a way to grind out a victory, that does say something there. But I'm with you. My biggest takeaway was absolutely the Iowa State and those freshmen and what they're going to be and what fennel has got going forward. Oh. Looking towards retirement, no, this is going to prolong years, it a little right? bit. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. His post game, I mean, talking about the age difference, the old guy, the old gals against the young gal, mm-hmm. um, Kate Martin, who I love. Maybe put that out there, but she's she was in school, and my 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 kids were in seventh and eighth grade. Um, he was harping on that. He took some criticism early in the week for talking about Caitlin Clark on the um, Mount Rushmore of of. Um, Women that that he's coached against. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, Br- okay, Brittany Griner, yeah. yeah. There aren't many people that have transcended no, the game. Moore, the Moore gal, um, Caitlin Clark. I mean, he pointed out Mush- Mount Rushmore, and there's four spots on it, and he gave Caitlin Clark one. What more do you want? Right. <laughs> what more do you want? <laughs> Maya Moore, Brittany Griner, and Caitlin Clark. There's three of the four, and five of four. Okay, yeah. Um, but who had a problem with Iowa fans or Iowa State fans? I don't both. <laughs> I think I think Iowa fans did. <sighs> no, nah, not Iowa State fans. More Iowa fans had a problem. Well, I, I figured Iowa State fans just bringing up her name would probably lead to some triggers them. Yes. Triggers them like none, none, none other. You know who triggered last night? So this cat Brian Jones. Yes. This is Ashley Jones' uh, father, correct? Mm-hmm. And yes. of course the Jones family um, with the, with the other freshman we never talked, Kelsey. You're right. Uh, who looks like she's going to be a player too. But this is what Brian Jones. I don't know if this is somewhere on um, Facebook or. Okay, yeah. He's, he's a. I see his comments from time to time. Do on you? Facebook. Yeah. He's per- a crazy person. He's a complete, you know what, is what I think of it. No, no, he's certifiedly crazy. Yes. I've had people that have been yelled at, my friends that are going to his restaurant in North Liberty. Or going through the drive-thru on the restaurant on the uh, next door. Right. They're going to Jimmy John's and getting yelled at for not coming into his restaurant. Right. He's a crazy person. Well, this was his response to Caitlin Clark uh, getting her 3,000 points. Her yelling at ISU fans in the first row was despicable. Her taunting a ref was disgraceful. Her yelling at Bluter and telling her to put, in, put her in who to put in was deplorable. If anyone is inspired by this behavior, you need to see a psychologist. Brian, look in the mirror. Yeah. For a look person in the mirror that at his daughter's high school games had to have an administrator sit next to him. Right. Uh, to be able, or able you to, couldn't stay. Or you're not allowed right. in the gym. Right. <laughs> Come on. Didn't he get kicked out of uh, Iowa State was on the road. At, maybe it was a the Big 12 tournament. I thought he got booted at a game because of his... Well, it wouldn't it, be the first time. He's no. been booted out of plenty of gyms and arenas right. during the course of... But it's more than just you know posters or students. The whole Caitlin Clark trick. Brian Jones, who's, whose daughter is still on the list of all-time scorers in college basketball ahead of Caitlin Clark. Mm-hmm. Clark's 15. Ashley Jones is 14. Um I mean, my good God. Anyways, I don't want to talk about him anymore because yeah. I want to focus on the game because it was a fun game last night. Well, and the, the t- one final thing on Brian Jones, everybody you talk to, the girls are incredible people. Yeah, They're great, that. wonderful true, people, yeah. beloved, mm-hmm. as normal as he can be with a parent like that. Mm-hmm. I have heard nothing but glowing things about every single yeah. one of those girls. 
which good for them. Glad you brought it up. Glad yes. you brought it up. Balances Absolutely. out a little bit, and that, mm-hmm. that's that's good to hear. Yeah, um, and they didn't get picker their dad was, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Or, or the personality that he has. Yeah. And my good God, look in the freaking mirror. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, enjoyed the game. Enjoyed every single minute of it. It's so funny, you watching you and your development of women's basketball. Now, I don't know if it's going to last. I'll, I'll be yes. honest with yeah, you. Yeah. I, in fact, I don't think it... Eh, I don't know, because I really like Audie Crooks. Yeah. And you know what I did last night? You know what we did last night? Something I... I can count the number of games I sat with my wife and watched on one hand. Mm-hmm. And she sat down and watched it and didn't get up and watched it. Yeah. And she's... I'm not sure she's going to buy an Audie Crooks jersey <laughs> because she doesn't wear a lot of jerseys. But she, she's an Iowa State fan. She's a football fan. A baby boy went there. She's got two degrees, blah, 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 from Iowa State. So she's a Cyclone fan. But, um, yeah, I mean, I was into it. Kate Martin. Uh, Gabby Marshall, what's going on there, Trey? She had a slump a year ago with the shooting the basketball. Uh-huh. It's continued here this year. Felt like maybe she was starting to shoot herself out of it a she little bit. She had some wide open looks. She is just, she's streaky. Yeah. That's just what she is, and that's what you get with her. She's still a good defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, looked at some of the analytical numbers last night. She was good on the defensive end again. Mm-hmm. But that's what you get. Their best on-ball defender that they have. She's going to get more than likely the most difficult assignment. Well, then pretty she much deserves to be on three. the floor, whether she's making her shots or not. Right, yeah. and that's she will stay out there yeah. even if the shot struggles. And then, as we saw a year ago, she started to figure it out again towards yeah. the end of the season, Big Ten tournament. She was on fire into the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. So maybe it'll come around. It likely will turn around, but on the offensive end, a lot. that's this Iowa team. They need help. Yeah. They need Hannah Stulke to get healthy. Yeah. She did not look 100% last night. No, she mean, but she, her, I got to give her, I got to give her this. That flop was 10 out of 10. It was, that was it a good was one. 10 out of 10. She's a good acting award for her. <laughs> How could you? I mean, Audie Crooks, you just has to be, really? Yeah. You need Kylie Fearbach, who we didn't see a ton last no, night. I'm not even sure how many minutes did she have. I don't remember her on the floor. She is a player that... I'm looking right now. Five. Five minutes. She's one of the few players in that second group that can beat anybody off the dribble. When? How many years has she been gone from Iowa State? Is this two or three now? Uh, this would be the... Three s- or the second? Well, she's been injured a couple of times. Her, her career has been yeah. kind of a wild but one. But she's been gone for a while. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And they need her, though. I she You look at her abilities that she has... Probably the bright spot has been what they've got from a falter, who's really helped mm-hmm. out, really good rebounder. That's been good. But the post play has been disappointing. Mm-hmm. I thought O'Grady would be able to give more. That hasn't been the case. Goodman's okay for what she yeah, is, yeah. but just fine on that point. Mm-hmm. They miss Sonano, don't they? They really do. Oh, boy, man, she was just so talented. Yep. Her ability to understand spacing. You know, where to be in post play and then just get the ball up mm-hmm. off the glass and in yep. so many times. They really miss that. Caitlin Clark, it's turning into a one person team. It truly at is. This point. And she that was not lot, the case but a year ago. She has to shoot a lot. That was not the case a year yeah. ago. Though it was Clark obviously being the engine, sure. there were other pieces. We're not seeing that right now. And if I was going to hit their apex, if they're going to get there, they're going to need a whole lot. And it can't just be. A game from Kate Martin or right. a game from Hannah Stolke. They need a collection every, of those players. Every night. You know who else yeah. we're real quick on Iowa State I want to bring up? I really liked, uh, is her name Naya Do? Yeah. Is that her yeah. first name? I thought she played really well last night. Yeah, started her career, I think, a butler. That was she City was? girl, yeah that, yeah, that came back after a couple of years. She's really helped out. They got pieces. They and, do. And they got a coach that's won some games. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Because there's been times where you see some of these Iowa State women's teams at the beginning of the year, you're like, oh boy. By the time they get to Big 12 mm-hmm. play, they start to figure mm-hmm. it out. 
think you're going to see the same thing. I, I thought they were going to get killed last night, Trent. I you did. did. Uh, and and it was nine. I mean, I didn't feel like it was a nine-point game. Iowa State, they hung around in this game. What was it, 54-53 or something, yes. I want to say, at one point with five minutes left? Or the four? juicy wiggle was going on? That's apparently what I heard, yeah. Scott Nock was in here telling me about it, and he thought that that was... They took the lead. The juicy with the fans are going crazy. Anyways, no um, field goals last four thirty. That for Iowa made State. a difference, right? Yeah, the got stops down the stretch, down. and yep. Iowa got some stops on that end of the floor. A couple of steals on a couple of, I mean, dead ball situations mm-hmm. and getting steals out of that. You can't afford that, but Iowa State will get there. Uh-huh. Iowa, it's going to be a tough road. It you is need to find more. Going to yep. be really fun. You mentioned watching the game with your wife. That's another thing I love about this. I mean, I've told you before. My wife doesn't like sports. Trend. Tara loves football. Yeah. She's not a basketball fan. And this Iowa team, watching Caitlin Clark over yeah. the years, I mean, she's into it now. And, sure. and not alone. And it's fun. We, we watch a lot of games alone. Yeah. And it's fine. It's great. <laughs> 99.9% of them. In we both case. really like our wives, though, too. Absolutely. And to have those kind of moments and kind yeah. of bring them into your world, yeah. it is fun. It I've was. really enjoyed the last couple of years of being mm-hmm. able to do that, too. Yeah, I did it for the first time last night. But, uh, you know, once Caitlin Clark's gone and the buzz is kind of worn off a little bit. It'll be different. It will be. Who, who's to say where it goes? Let's get Jeff in here. He coached Caitlin Clark. He was uh, on that Dowling staff when she was there. And Jeff's a regular caller. In fact, he is the Miller and Condon caller. <laughs> And we welcome to the program. Hello, Jeff. How are you? Doing well. Um, I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, and Trent just kind of touched on it a second ago. This is turning into a dialing team. This is turning into Caitlin kind of getting, I don't want to say pressure, but a lot is on her slate offensively. And if she's not hitting, it's kind of just like at dialing, they're in big-time trouble. They do not have, as of right now, a number two score, a consistent score. Uh, Kate Martin, yeah, she had a, a pretty good game. She mm-hmm. got set up by Caitlin with a couple back doors and, and hit some shots, and, and that's fine, but that's not an every game thing. Um, you guys, you know, touched on Stolke. She's not Sanani. They don't have a war knock that's going to get you a 14 and, yeah. and yeah. nine every game. Yeah. That's, a, that's a huge miss. Mm-hmm. And you guys touched on some girls that we thought would step up, and they haven't stepped up yet. And that is really. I don't, again, I said this two weeks ago, I don't want to say I'm super nervous about this team, but to make a, a run to the Final Four, what we've seen so far this year, that's a, that's a huge show to climb. Yeah, I can't even go there. Um, I won't even go there. With not right team. now. Let's, no. Not right now. Let's move on to Iowa State. You know what? I haven't watched, um, excuse me, with, I can't think of the big, the big girl. Uh, Audie Crooks. Crooks. Yeah. Audie Crooks. I didn't get to see her at high school that much. She impressed me. She was, I, I felt like the best girl on Iowa State's roster last night, shooting some threes, talking a little bit of trash. She's got a little baby shack in her, meaning there was calls that she didn't foul any girls. She was straight up, and yep. they called a foul. Yep. Uh, offensively, she goes up strong, kind of gets bounced, no foul. There, I mean, in soft touch from the free throw line, she really impressed me. You guys talked about their freshmen. Their senior girl, those up and unders were, were beautiful last night. Yeah. That Cyclone team is going to be mm-hmm. very intriguing to watch uh, down the road. And I'll leave you with this, kind of just switching gears. John Rahm going to live. Wow, huge. What, yeah. what you know, supposedly the 400 to $600 million neighborhood. Yeah. But I want to touch you with this. And this, was, this is what bothers me. These interviews he had last year mm-hmm. talking about it's not about the money. Yep. He loves playing yep. Bay Hill as yep. a memorial yep. For, yep. for the all-time greats. I'm not hating him for the money, but all those speeches, and it made me come around as a John Rom fan, like, you know what? 
He's he's doing it because he loves the game. You know, Tiger Woods, Jack, Arnie, they set the stage for all these golfers, and now they're going to leave the spoon that fed them for more money. And you know what, John? Just like these other golfers, nobody watches. You guys have a good day. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate the call. Yeah, we're going to have Matt Rudy on next week for a couple of that. And apparently they're changing the golf ball. Did you see some of yes, this? Yes, yeah. And uh, there's a bunch of... Uh, well, golfers like us that are not pleased that there, our drives aren't going to be 300, they're going to be 295 or whatever. Well, I don't think either. Or 220 it. and 215. From what I've heard, it's not going to impact the 18 handicap. Right. It's not even going to impact the single-digit handicap. This is for the, the elite pros, level yeah. players. Yeah. It's not going to be something that impacts your everyday duffer out there. But Yeah, we'll have Matt Rudy next week. on Because Jeff's right on John Rom. He said, um, he made it clear. He doesn't Want to leave for the money? He's in it for the long haul with the PGA. Here's five hundred million. How fast? Well, where do I sign? It's <laughs> uh, a little bit. Different. I just wonder: is this is this a big enough name that this will? I mean, the PGA's got to be. I mean, can, do they have any more wagons they can circle? Is if they if Rory McIlroy jumps and there's mm-hmm. been no indication that he's even entertaining it, but if they could, they got John Rahm. If somehow they could persuade Rory. It's over. They it, bought themselves a league. Well, what happened? What's happening here with the collaboration that they're going to have? They went on MSNBC yeah, and they made a big deal of it. Yeah. Yep. And here we are. And they waiting. put a board together mm-hmm. and representation from both. And yeah, it's kind of like the uh, the alliance. <laughs> right. It worked right. out well. The only thing it did was prevent a 12 team playoff in 2023. That's on you, Florida State. Uh, Jeff brought up uh, Caitlin's senior year. Yeah, realize they didn't even make the state tournament that year. Is that a fact? They got beat in the regional championship game by Sioux City East and Nightmare Dew. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's who they lost to in the uh, regional championship. <laughs> no, I liked Dew's game last night. Yes. I did. She played very well. Very, very well. Yeah, very helpful there. Mm-hmm. So, I, Wait, I how many? Did, how many did Clark have in that game? Forty. She had forty. Forty. How many did they score uh, the sixty-three. Okay. Yeah. They lost 67-63. Do had 27 in that game, but lost in that one. Shot 42% from the floor. I just assumed that Dowling cut down the nets every year with Caitlin Clark on the team. Not the case. Yeah, looking back uh, at her career, I don't even know if she won a game at the state tournament, now that I think back. All right, looking back. So 2020, girls basketball. So they went 19-4. Her junior year, they went 18-7. The high water mark was her sophomore year. I believe that's when, uh, oh, we've had him on here before. Rodney Filer's daughter, yeah. I think, was a part of that team. That season, though, they lost at the end of the year two in the state tournament, lost in the semifinals to Southeast Polk. So they did. she did win a game in the tournament. Yep, so did win a game that season, but I got beat by Southeast Polk. They let it go into the fourth quarter. I remember calling that game. Called a lot of those games yeah, throughout the years. Yeah, before you know it, we'll be right back at the well once again, February and March. It's unbelievable. State wrestling, girls and boys state basketball season is upon us. Indeed it is. All right, 1120 Miller and Condon. Uh, what do we expect tonight uh, from Cyhawk as the men take center stage tonight? Iowa State is a seven-point favorite. Iowa's won the football, the wrestling, and the women's basketball. Iowa State trying to uh, not get skunked uh, and put one in the win column. What do you expect tonight? I expect a better effort from Iowa. I think you're going to see different than what you saw Monday night against Purdue. I, I think Fran McCaffrey Purdue at an awful time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just timing could not have been worse. Yep, 
and it played out on the floor. I, I think they'll compete. I don't know if it'll be enough to even hang within that seven, but I think you're going to see certainly a better effort out of this Iowa team. When you, when you break the game down, it's the Iowa offense against mm-hmm. the Iowa State defense. Iowa's offense still 14th in the country in offensive efficiency. Iowa State's defense ninth in the country in defensive efficiency. Can Iowa make shots? We saw against Oklahoma, they didn't. They got blown out. Came back against Seton Hall, yeah. made shots. Against Creighton, they competed with a really good team. They made shots. Didn't make shots against Purdue. They get blown out. Yeah, Peyton Sanford has to make some buckets. Yeah, I think that's the simplest equation. If Iowa doesn't play well offensively, I just don't think there's a path for them to win this basketball game. Yeah, look, Iowa State's favorite for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, again, DePaul I don't think is very good, but I thought Iowa State really needed that win after their trip to Orlando that didn't go well. Expectations uh, were very high going into it. Didn't work out, obviously. Uh, looking forward to Owen Freeman getting an opportunity in this game tonight. Ben Cricky will get an opportunity in this game tonight uh, to play. Uh, and then Iowa State, how do they counter and what do what do they do with some of their newbies that will take the floor? Keyshawn Gilbert and Monchilovich, et cetera, et cetera. And we shall see. That's a 6.30 tip, you said? 6.30, yes, on the U. 2.08 on DirecTV. I wonder what, what what does ESPN have that that game was relegated to ESPNU? That's a good question. I'd look, look at... Uh, was it an NBA night? Oh, yeah, them? it is. Yeah, we got the in-season tournament. And that's where it's playing out on, on ESPN? Yes, I believe so. So that's why that game is on the U. It makes sense. It does. Yep, I'm with you. I'm looking forward to watching Pavletsky because every time I watch this kid, this last couple of games, you can you can start to get excited about him a little bit, the defensive tenacity for certain. Did you realize that the NBA in-season tournament semifinal games tonight are at 4 o'clock for the first one? 4 o'clock our time? Our time. So two o'clock in the afternoon. Two o'clock. Yeah, I'm. What? I was just looking at the the no. TV guide there. Really? On Direct TV. That's it's kind of baffling. Yeah, four o'clock. Pacers Bucks, and then eight o'clock for the Pelicans. So is it Lakers separate? Game. Is it separate crowds? It, it has to. It be. has to be. I think you're right. Yeah. ESPN has the first game, and then TNT has the nightcap. Weird. That is really weird. Uh, it has to be two tickets. I think you're I, right. I think that has to be it. Yeah, four o'clock and eight o'clock. Pacers, Bucks at four. Cl- clear the building. Game gets done six thirty. Uh huh. Open another... up the doors again at seven fifteen. Jeez, it's gonna be a tight turnaround. That's re- that, that's weird because you don't want to, you don't want the folks sitting around the arena for an hour and a half, do you? What are they gonna do outside of drink? And can you have a pull? They got slot no, machines in there? No, they don't. No, no, <laughs> nothing don't. like that. Nothing like that. No, try to find out. They a way, got right? a really. They've they've done a nice job. Is um, they've utilized the space outside the building pretty well. There's like side by side bars leading up to it as you walk into the front doors. Okay. There's a great big grandstand out there, and they got live music uh, before most uh, m- most certainly hockey games. I'm looking right now, and yes, it is two separate Isn't tickets. That, I went to one of those uh, yeah. C- the ticket providers. You can get in for twenty eight bucks for the afternoon game. Twenty eight bucks. Twenty eight bucks. One oh eight for the Lakers. Pelicans. <laughs> Makes a little bit of a difference huh, when LeBron's in town. You know, if I was there, yeah, go watch the first game. Mm-hmm. Go to Sportsbook, watch the second game. Or head into the bathroom and just squat on the seat and keep your feet up and uh, my wife tried to do that for a Garth Brooks concert. Did she she yeah, got caught for the nightcap. <laughs> She was a little liquored up. <laughs> Said, no, no, no. We're not hiding. I, I've, I've endured two hours of Garth Brooks. That's enough. You I'm didn't like it. It was good. Yeah? I'm not a Garth Brooks fan. It, it right. was fine. We've seen him many times. Have you? Yeah. This is over in Chicago. She had a great idea. 
You know, mm-hmm. if I just stand on the toilet, mm-hmm. well, what am I going to do? Do the same. <laughs> no. Let's go get some You pizza. do it too. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds awful. Yeah. But I'm the voice of reason. You know there was something going on. Yeah, no, excellent point. All right, Miller and Condon. Wade Looking Bill will join us. He's coming up. Uh, again, in the second hour of the program, we are going to do some NFL. We owe you a Packers segment. Uh, Green Bay very much alive all of a sudden. Now we'll do that. At Nick Athen here on the Chiefs as well. And then David Kaplan on Chicago Sports. Look forward to catching up with Cappy. A lot of ground to cover with the Cap Man. Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Bets off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Miller Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Uh, being Thursday, we will give four of you an opportunity to win some uh, grub from the Chicken Coop. Three locations in central Iowa, West Des Moines, Urbandale, and Ankeny. We'll do that coming up here in about 10, 15 minutes. We'll be listening for your cue to call, but let's get to our friend Wade Looking Bill. Former Hawkeyes, we take a look uh, at tonight's Cy-Hawk game, uh, 6.30 tip-off ESPNU, where Iowa State is favored uh, by seven. Wade, thank you for coming on as always, Trent and Ken. How are you, Wade Looking Bill? Really good, really good. Boy, just what a great time for basketball in our state. Yep. I mean, to have ESPN, to have Rebecca Lobo, you know, one of the greatest yep. basketball players of all time, Holly Rowe, to be in the building. You know, there's so many men's games now where the the color commentator play-by-play are watching the feed live. That's true. But to have them in the building last night and then tonight to have, you know, a national, it's on the U, but still a mm-hmm. national broadcast in our state is, is, is really Exciting. Yep. Banged out arena last night. Likewise, again tonight. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, what I'm also looking forward to uh, is the development, the continued development of Owen Freeman. Um, what, what are your impressions, what, eight games now into his Hawkeye career? Uh, Owen Freeman, this, um, you know, to be doing what he's doing um, this early in his career, what's his ceiling and what are your thoughts from what you're seeing so far? He's going to be a star going to be a star. If you, if you look at where he's at, whatever, nine, ten games into his career compared to Luca Garza, it's it's night and day. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say, not saying he's going to be a two-time right. national player of the year, but physically, he's 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 not a stiff. I mean, he can run, he can jump. You know, Purdue offered him. He had other high high major offers. You know, Iowa wasn't his fallback. Iowa just won, won the battle to get him. Um, but athletically, he's 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 pretty good. He's not great, but he's pretty good. Um, I think his outside shot will come. I think he's the key tonight. I think one of the maybe few advantages Iowa has is inside. I think Owen Freeman and Cricky 
have an advantage over Robert Jones and the inside people from Iowa State. I think that's one of the few advantages mm-hmm. Iowa has. And I think if those two guys can get, you know, 30 points between the two of them, 35, Iowa's going to have a chance. Another thing, they got to shoot the basketball. Need to shoot it from the outside. And though Iowa knocked out a good percentage of threes this year, they're in the top 50 in college basketball in percentage of threes, they haven't taken a ton of them. Something that is a bit surprising with the build of this game. I look at a guy like Josh Dix. He's been a very efficient offensive player. Feels like he needs to be a little bit more aggressive and looking for his shot a little bit more. Is that fair to say, Wade? Yeah, I, I think everybody does. You know, Sanford, Dix, um, you know, just guys have got to, when the shot's there, take it. This this is not a great matchup tonight for Iowa. Iowa matches up better with a team like Creighton that wants to run and shoot and score points. But teams like Iowa State, Purdue, who are going to grind it out, guard you from the moment the ball gets tipped, that's not great for Iowa. But I think Iowa State has some limitations, too. You know, if they're not shooting the ball well, how are they going to score? So I, I think it's something... Iowa's got to get off to a good start. They can't have a first half like they did against Purdue. They they got to be in the game at halftime and kind of you know neutralize that crowd because I think I've told you guys before. I I play that Duke, play that Carolina, obviously the Big Ten schools. Hilton Coliseum was the loudest arena I ever played. That's amazing. It truly it, is. It's going to be it's going to be a great atmosphere. But Iowa's got to get off to a good start. And you're right. They, they, they got to make 10 threes, let's say. Hmm. Uh, Brock Harding, I thought uh, he had his best game uh, against, of all teams, it wasn't early in the year when they were you know, playing hyphenated schools, <laughs> against Purdue, of all teams. I thought he was as, at his be- the best I've seen him. Uh, and maybe, that's, maybe I'm mistaken, maybe it's unfair, but where are you on Brock Harding? Does it look maybe that there was a corner turn for him? Yeah, you know, Coach McCaffrey's rotation, it's, it, it's really unique. I think you saw that with Aaron Euless, you know, years ago when he was playing, I guess maybe a couple years ago. But, like, so this year, DeSante Bowen starts, and he will start every game this year. But he plays not a lot of minutes. 13 to 18 minutes for your starting point guard is not a lot. And I think, I think Brock gives him something, even at 5'11 and 162 pounds, he might be their toughest player. And that's what you saw against Purdue. You know, Iowa had, Iowa had, I think, eight turnovers against Purdue. It wasn't like they were horrible, but when they needed a stop or, or a steal or a rebound, they just couldn't get it. And they, that's what they're going to have to do tonight, whether it's, you know, Brock Hardy drawing a charge or maybe getting in somebody's face and kind of, you know, just say, hey, we're not going to be pushed around today. But man, he's got a tough matchup because, do you know who Iowa State's leading scorer, rebounder, assist, and steals person is? Probably Lipsy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Lips. It's Taman Lipsy. Yeah. It is unbelievable it really what is. he's done yep. and what he can do. And his shot's better. Yep. With Taman, he doesn't take a lot of threes. You know, he doesn't need to because he can control the game so many other ways. And for you know a young kid who's again ten games into a sophomore year, he's tremendous. But that's going to be a key match. They got to slow him down. Because Taman doesn't need to score to dominate the game, but whether it's you know Perkins or Perkins, Asante um, Bowen, or even like you said Brock Hardy, they got to slow him down. You know, I'm so glad you brought this up. Sorry, Trent. I just was looking. I didn't realize this. Lipsy leads the team in points, rebound, assists, and steals. Taman Lipsy, he's a stud. 
And he is a bulldog, and he is strong. And the physicality that he plays with is always something there. Another surprise on the Iowa State side is what we've seen early on from Monchilovic. And this guy can fill it up from the outside. What do you do with that kind of player, you know, stretch guy? How do you get him off the three-point line? Yeah, you know, he's he's a freshman. He's been streaky. He's had some unbelievable games. But, you know, Price Sanford played against him up in Sioux City, I think, their senior years. It was kind of a weird game, um, and, and he went toe-to-toe with him. You know, I think he's a really good player, but I was just, I, I think they got to be more physical than they than they have been with Momsilovich or the shooters from Creighton or those those guards from Purdue. There's just a time in every game when you got to bump somebody and not a dirty play, but just say, hey, I'm physical too, and I don't know who that person is from Iowa who's, who's going to kind of establish that. Um, but Momsilovic is a good player. You know, Iowa State's playing really well, but they've been streaky. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think I think with Iowa State, they're going to guard. They're, they're going to guard every game, whether they're playing Kansas, Baylor, Iowa. It's just can they find enough offense? Now, they're better than they were last year. Yep. They were two years ago offensively. But, you know, they still kind of have some pieces they're trying to figure out between the freshmen and the transfers. Uh, Wade, what have you seen in the Big Ten so far? I'm not sure if you got over to Minnesota uh, and Nebraska last night. I mean, look, we, we saw Purdue on Monday night against Iowa after they got beat by Northwestern on Friday. I guess where I'm going, who do you think the second-best team in the Big Ten is right now? Wisconsin's so arrow seems to be pointing up? I flipped over to that Minnesota game. Dawson Garcia went out yep. for McDonald's American. Twisted an ankle, yep. He's been at seven schools. Minnesota's down... 17 and a half, 15 yep. and a half, and they, they, they outscore them by 26 in the second half. So, you know, it's just Purdue is really good. Wisconsin is probably playing as well as anybody, them in Illinois. Yep. Illinois is dangerous. They yep. got they got 24-year-old seniors. They, they got grown men on that team. But, you know, who's that fourth-best team? Michigan State can't make a shot. You know, I think, I think what I was got to do, and I don't know the schedule, how it breaks down, but they they have to they got to win Sunday for one thing home against Michigan that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a must win but yeah. then they they got to sweep either Illinois or uh, Minnesota and or Nebraska Maryland's really young but they got some players you know they just they just got to win those games especially at home that they need to win because I think ten and ten is still the goal but Indiana's getting better but they they have some warts they have some things that you know they got to figure out it's just a really odd year in the Big Ten in that. Purdue's really good. I think Wisconsin and uh, Illinois are, are good. But then, who's the fourth best team? Indiana, maybe? Michigan State, maybe. Yeah, Michigan State, it has not clicked for them this season. It's been a huge disappointment up in East Lansing. And, you know, the importance, you mentioned that game, Wade, against Michigan. I was got to pile up victories early because this is how they finish up the season this year. Oh, lay it on me. Their final seven games. At Maryland, road game, yeah, tough, tough one. Tough, yep. Wisconsin at home. Tough. At Michigan State, at Illinois, here's the reprieve, home for Penn State, and they wrap up at Northwestern, home for Illinois. Mm. This team better be close to double-digit wins by the time they get to that point because that closing stretch is probably as tough as anybody has in the Big Ten. Yeah, it's just something where I think they have to go, you know, 8-2 and at home, maybe Mm -hmm. 7-3, and and then two and eight on the road, which which sounds awful. To, to <laughs> that's your that's your goal. But you saw Purdue going in Northwestern, yeah. You know, and they get beat. Here's the thing: I I think things have changed so much. It 
it used to be in college basketball, hey, let's win games so we can be a one, two, three seed come March. Or let's, you know, let's win the Big Ten Conference Tournament Championship. Nothing, I don't think that stuff matters anymore. You can be a nine seed, a seven seed, an 11 seed and still make the Final Four. You know, it's just so different last year. If you look at San Diego State, FAU, UConn was a six, maybe a five, and they won the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I was not like Purdue, where they're just trying to get to March. You know, Purdue plays Alabama and Toronto next week. They play Arizona and Indy. They're just trying to get better come March. Iowa needs to get wins to get to March. And then, and then who knows? You know, if Peyton Stanford gets hot, somebody gets upset, they win a couple games in the tournament. But tonight's one of those games where if they could sneak out a win, that's really going to help their resume. Wade Looking Bill joins us. We talk a lot to Wade Looking Bill during the Big Ten season. Wade, uh, not sure we'll get to you prior to Christmas again, uh, but then you'll be weekly with us. So if we don't, uh, happy holidays to you and yours. Merry Christmas, uh, and we'll uh, talk soon, Wade Looking Bill. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Call anytime. Thank yep. you. Good to hear from you, Wade Looking Bill, as we take a look at Iowa and Iowa State tonight and run around the Big Ten. Yeah, just uh, Nebraska just collapsed. They scored five points, I want to say, in the first ten minutes of the second half. Is that what it was? It was terrible. Yeah. It was god-awful. Watched a little bit of the MVC, too, bouncing back and forth the between Drake those. Uh, Drake, what a comeback. Uh, they, That's what I hear. They looked dead in the water uh-huh. and just looked awful. And they did in a game, again, where Tucker DeVries did not play shoot the ball 100%. very well. Yep. I think that says a whole lot. Uh, right, the kid that we talked about a little bit from out in California, he played really well. Overton. And Overton. Boy, this dude is something, isn't he? Trent, he's one of the, you hate to say it, because, but it's part of sports now, college sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I know where you're going. NIL. Yeah. I, I hope that there's uh, uh, something at the end of this year uh, for, for Overton, because he is a player, no doubt about it, because Brody's gone, and DeVries, probably, DeVries can come back, right? He yes. can. He's yeah. got another year left. Yep. Yeah, he's junior. Um, it's 11.45. And right now we'd like to offer four of you an opportunity to win some f- grub from the chicken coop. 20 wings to the runner-up. $50 to spend as you please at the chicken coop. We'll give you four questions. You get the most right. You will get a $50 gift certificate. The runner-up, 20 wings. We'll tell you about the chicken coop when we come back. The phone number is 515-284-5966. If you haven't played in 30 days, now is your chance. Miller and Con then Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. It's so good. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO, the chicken coop. Uh, they make it possible for us to do this every single week. The chicken coop, 1325 Oral Labor Road in Ankeny, 12725 Meredith in Urbandale, and 59. Uh, 06 Ashworth Road in West Des Moines. Three locations. We're going to give you four questions. Jim, Tom, Brad, and Eli, whoever gets the most right, will get a $50 gift certificate to spend as they please at either of the chicken coop. The runner-up gets 20 wings at any of the three chicken coop locations of your choosing. Uh, Jim goes first. Jim, welcome to Miller & Condon. How are you? I'm good. How's it going, guys? Good. Army, minus two and a half over Navy. Army. Iowa State tonight giving Iowa seven and a half. Iowa. Sunday, Cowboys, three and a half point favorite over the Eagles. Sunday night football. Cowboys. Chiefs, a point and a half favorite over the Bills in Arrowhead. Bills. Uh, total points tonight in Cyhawk. Closest without going over is the tiebreaker. 
144. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it. Yep, thank you, guys. Thank you. Tom is next. Hello, Tom. How are you? I'm good, folks. How are you? Goon, well, Army, two and a half, uh, get, giving two and a half to Navy. Uh, Army. Iowa State's a seven and a half point favorite tonight over Iowa. Go Cyclones. Dallas, minus three and a half to the Eagles. Eagles. Chiefs at home, only a point and a half favorite over the Bills. Uh, Chiefs. Here's the tiebreaker, Tom. Uh, closest without going over. Total points tonight uh, to Hilton. Uh, let's go uh, 149. 149. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate it. Yep. Uh, Brad's with Miller and Condon. Hi, Brad. Hey, how you doing? Doing good, thank you. Army's a two-and-a-half point favorite over Navy. I'll take Navy. Iowa State, seven-and-a-half to the Hawks tonight. Hawks. Cowboys, three-and-a-half point favorite over Philadelphia. Uh, Dallas. Chiefs, a point-and-a-half favorite over the Bills. Uh, Bills. Uh, tiebreakers, total points in Cyhawk, closest without going over. 150. Thanks, Brad. Enjoy the games. Thank Pre- you. Appreciate it. Uh, and Eli brings it to a close. Hi, Eli. Hi. How are you? Good, thank you. Army's a two-and-a-half point favorite over Navy. Army. Iowa State's a seven-and-a-half point favorite over the Hawks tonight. Mm, let's go Iowa. Dallas, a seven-and-a-half, or three-and-a-half bit, rather. Three-and-a-half to Philadelphia. Eagles. And Chiefs, a point-and-a-half favorite over the Bills. Kansas City. Tiebreaker, Cyhawk, total points tonight, closest without going over. 138. 138. Thank you, Eli. Appreciate it. Enjoy the games. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Yep. Thank you. You as well. And thank you to Dave and the crew at all three of the chicken coops throughout the central Iowa area. Urbandale, Ankeny, and West Des Moines on Ashworth. Looking at the Iowa State line, it is seven across the board, at least the board that I look at. Is that wager talk? Yes. Me too. Yeah. That has Circa, the Superbook, the South Point, DraftKings, Caesars, and then a couple of offshores, Bet Online, Heritage, and Bookmaker. Yeah, Heritage is the one I'm not familiar with. Have they been around a while? Do you know? They have been. Have they? Yeah. They probably still owe me money. (laughs) But not going to go to anybody to try to get that money. No, Trent. Good idea. Uh, speaking of that, I went to buy some pot from this guy, and he wasn't <laughs> right. there. He took my he money. He stiffed me. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, seeing Jeff Benson of Circa, uh-huh. and he is a Twitter aficionado. He's on Twitter. He's so fun. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about stories back in the day of Five Dimes. A, few, a very muddled history of Five Dimes. Mm-hmm. Been around for a long time. Yes. One of the guys that ran Five Dimes found out in a ditch. Oh yeah, uh, in the natural causes, in the I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he was literally kidnapped. He knew about it, and I think they gave the kidnappers like nine hundred thousand dollars in crypto money. Not good. Still enough. off them. Yeah, that was not what they were looking for there. But some of the stories, I'm thinking back of the wild, wild west days of online well, wagering, of the, and think of the crackdown in this country with publications mm-hmm. that would take their money for advertising. Yeah, absolutely, the feds came after the. You know, radio stations, newspapers, mm-hmm. magazines, anybody that was willing to accept their money to advertise their product because uh, they couldn't get them offshore. So they were going to try and they went to banks. They closed it. They made it very mm-hmm. difficult to fund. 
I'm not saying that this was a wrong idea by any means. Right. I don't want anyone to misconstrue that. Because there were plenty of times doing that, looking for that check. It's not going to come. It's not going to come. Right. Now, for me, being a nickel and dimer. Sure. Yeah. It's not going to hurt their bottom line to get right. my $200 check yeah. back in the day. Other people, though, a little more invested, mm-hmm. you don't know if that thing is coming. Mm-hmm. But uh, Five Dimes was another one of those way back in the day that was incredibly big. Not the case anymore. No, it's not. It, it's not. It's... The legalization, though, has improved those those stories yep. of the far-off places. Minimized them a lot. Yes, absolutely. Uh-huh. And not a credit card, a debit card. Debit, right. Need to have that money, mm-hmm. which is also a good thing. No, it is. You can't. No, I no saw credit. Plenty of friends in college. Yeah. They got in some deep trouble. And Tuesday was the day that they had to settle up with their man <laughs> and try right. to figure out, do I use this excuse last week? Uh-huh. You won't buy that this week. <laughs> Whole lot of those. Oh, my gosh. Uh, hour number two, we'll start with some uh, NFL conversation. Two of our four regional teams. Cappy will join us at the bottom of the hour. So much ground to cover with Cap. Look forward to catching up with David Kaplan. Uh, Trent's plays of the day. I never even put the, the uh, Thursday night football game in the in the chicken. It was just so bad. Backup quarterback for the Patriots. Backup quarterback for the Steelers. Twenty nine and a half the total oh of the Super Bowl God. right now. Yuck. Hour two next. One hundred six point three KXNO.